Welcome to the Straight Talk on Fleet podcast with Aaron Gilchrist. Each week, Aaron will be breaking down fleet management, trying to cut through the noise and get down to the real issues safety and operations leaders are struggling with every day. The goal will be to get to the bottom of how leaders can break down these silos of information, and accelerate change management, how to use real-time accurate data to drive massive efficiencies across fleet-focused business processes, and to elevate people's careers with emerging best practices. Now it's time for the Straight Talk on Fleet. Hello again, Fleet community. Super excited to be back. We are 36 episodes in, which is so hard to believe, so weird um, that I'm saying that. Um, Just being a year into the straight talk on fleet. So, you know, I think everyone knows, but if you don't, on this podcast, we like to talk about sort of everything fleet management, risk management, safety, operations. And I get to do that because I was an enterprise fleet manager for a long time with lots of experience. So this is sort of my way to give back to the fleet community um, and share my knowledge and experience and gained knowledge and experience from all of you that are listening. So today, super stoked. Um, we have a guest with us, um, Matt Glazer. Am I saying that right, Matt? You're saying it right. Yeah, right on. That's, <laughs> awesome. that's impressive because the 50-50 shot, most people don't. So Excellent. So Matt is... Um, the VP of Product Management at Car IQ. So first off, welcome, Matt. Thank you so much for joining us today. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Aaron. Excited to be here and talk about some of the uh, the advances here in, in fleet payments and, and really the whole kind of vehicle digital payment space. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great topic. Um, I can't wait to talk through some of these challenges because I know our audience will um, be able to relate to that. So at Car IQ. Um, we are partners with CarIQ here at IntelliShift, and what they do is they've created a payment solution. It's developed specifically for vehicles and for fleets. So their platform enables folks like us, you know, with vehicles to autonomously initiate, validate, complete payments um, for services like fuel and parking and tolls and a lot more. So we're going to dig into that here in a few, but that's a little bit about CarIQ. So I probably didn't do Matt any justice here. I'm going to let him introduce himself, talk a little bit about, um, you know, how he got into the industry and and um, then we'll get uh, rolling on the content. Perfect. Yeah, no, that, that's a that's a great start for the intro. So um, I've been at CarQ for, for four years, now the, the VP of product management. Um, my background is in automotive. So I, I come from uh, working at Ford for six years in vehicle systems and, and vehicle networks, um, a few different automotive suppliers and, and also uh, an, an EV automotive company as well. So I've, uh, I've been around the block when it comes to vehicle data and what it represents, what it means. So um, I was really excited to, to come over to Car IQ once I saw what they were doing um, to really innovate the the payment space uh, with fleets utilizing vehicle data as the core of that. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways that sort of the the um, legacy fleet payment space is, is utilizing vehicle data right now. But I think really what what we're doing here at Car IQ with how vehicle data is the beginning of how we're looking at payments rather than sort of a, a, a vestigial attachment of data at the back end. Um, it really creates that, that differentiation. So 
Um, yeah, excited to talk to you guys about kind of what we're doing and, and how it's different. Uh, like Aaron said, there's, um, you know, Car IQ is a completely digital fleet payment platform. So, you know, we have an app. That's how you're, you're going to make all your payments and do everything. And 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 there's there's no uh, plastic fleet cards or, or card management that needs to be made. So I know that that really uh, excites Aaron. It does. Um, and I think that's a great segue. Thank you for that um, much better intro and a little bit of uh, info about kind of how you got here. Um, your experience is going to lend to a great conversation today. Um, but it's a great segue into some of the things that I think about when, um, you know, when I was running a large enterprise fleet, there were just so many challenges um, that myself, my team, our operations leaders, our drivers faced out there as it relates to payment solutions, um, just overall our fuel management program, um, our maintenance management program. So there's so many different things that the drivers have to do on a day-to-day basis. So I think the good news here is there are some great solutions out there. I mean, we at IntelliShift know we partner with a lot of folks in the fleet space, whether it be um, you know, for fuel cards or for um, maintenance data, um, I think the key word here is data, right? And we are trying to help eliminate some of these challenges that risk and safety and fleet and ops leaders face every day so they can focus on their more strategic goals and initiatives. So um, I'm going to walk us through some of these challenges from my perspective um, that people like me were facing every day and that are facing every day today, um, just in the areas, like I said, fuel management, payment solutions with physical cards, Um, security issues, fraud, and just overall challenges in efficiency um, for drivers. Because I think our goal as fleet leaders is we want that driver to be able to get in the cab and first off, just drive, right? That's one huge challenge. The second biggest challenge that we face is just all the things that they have to do relative to fleet operations, things that the fleet department, right, needs them to do. And then their vocational work. So whether they're spraying lawns or carpet cleaning or HVAC or electrical or construction, all these areas that we, that we work in, we want them to be on the, to able to focus on that vocation um, work. But then at the same time, we really need them to do certain things to make sure that um, everything goes smoothly, that we get the data that we need to properly report and then to drive compliance, efficiency, and safety inside of our orgs. So I'm going to wrap down some of these challenges and Matt, you'll let me know if I've missed anything, but there's just so many. Um, so I like to start with fraud and misuse just because we do have challenges with unauthorized purchases, um, misuse of fuel cards, you know, drivers sharing um, pin data. Um, sometimes pins are associated with um, driver IDs that's a big problem. That data collides. And also when they share it, it can cause some, some real problems and obviously open up um, organizations for, for fraud. Um, the lack of visibility. Um, level three data is amazing when you get it. Uh, not always provided to us as fleet leaders in real time. So that's always a struggle to get, um, to track those expenses promptly, accurately. Um, and I think this idea of real time is 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 possible, and it's what we expect as fleet leaders. But we can't always get it with all of the systems and tools that we're using today. 
There's that manual data entry piece. So we have drivers out there that are um, entering odometers into the pump, um, maybe additional data at the beginning of their day with digital inspections or just paper inspections. Yep, that still happens. Um, and I and I start getting excited and get ahead of myself when I think about manual data entry and what this digital um, entry and record keeping and controls and payment solutions could offer us as fleet leaders to make this manual, the manual processes go away and then improve um, overall efficiency. On that note, um, I think having sort of limited controls uh, with in today's environment, uh, being able to customize um, spending um, limits and transaction numbers and types by driver, by vehicle type, all the things that we want to do every day. Um, the reporting piece, it's huge, not just for internal financial reporting, but also reporting that larger fleets have to make out um, to report on um, usage and mileage in their fleets. Of course, there's non-fuel purchases. Um, sometimes those aren't allowed at all. And then um, other times we just want to be able to accurately report them that, report on them. Um, I think there's the integration piece. Um, we talk about this a lot on my podcast, Matt, because this idea of having um, a single place for data to live and breathe and then for it to tell us the stories every morning when we wake up to um, allow us to see things that are going on in our fleets, um, whether it's fuel or overdue maintenance transactions or um, we have missed inspections that could lead to, you know, catastrophic, catastrophic failures in our vehicles. Um, so this integration of systems, software, data can be very complex. And so I think with solutions like digital payments, this gets a lot easier. So again, getting ahead of myself, but, um, and you know, some other things that I think about for challenges that fleet managers face is, um, you know, vehicle compatibility, um, you know, different devices in, in our assets um, that are transmitting data. Um, I think driver compliance is one of the biggest things. I mean, fundamentally, as fleet leaders, driver compliance um, is everything, right? It's ensuring that our drivers are designated um, to the right vehicle, and, and they can get fuel at the right time, at the right place, at the right price, that the current environment makes it a little bit more challenging to drive um, those compliance uh, metrics, especially with larger fleets. Um, we talked a little bit about accounting challenges, just getting the right data at the right time, um, and then being able to um, identify discrepancies and issues um, that come about through all types of um, ways that we input data, mostly manually. Um, and then there's those security concerns, which I'm not going to elaborate today. I think there, are, there's, uh, that could be a podcast in and of itself, right? And we talk about you know skimming at the pumps, and there's just so many things going on in the security um, you know, arena as it relates to payments. And, and then I think one big hot topic for me is um, driver ID, right? So I, I, I dream about this world where the driver, when they get up in the morning and they open up whatever their mobile resource management tool is, likely a cell phone, 
could be a tablet, whatever they're using, there would be that instant, like the driver is paired to the vehicle, is paired to the device, and they start out their day with the organization or even their week, depending on how they operate. And the organization having that visibility into what drivers are in what vehicle, for what purpose, for how long, you know, what are they doing, fitness of the vehicle, the fitness of the driver for for every single day that they go out and operate. So when you and I have talked before, that's the thing that I get most excited about is just this place where when that reconciliation can happen right at the beginning of, of a workday or a shift for a driver, that opens up so many possibilities. I mean, think about um, an organization that wants to allow you to see the driver coming your way. So, you know, you think about um, that Uber-like experience where the customer, the ultimate customer gets to see the driver in his vehicle, his or her vehicle coming to their home or maybe their place of business or whatever type of service they're providing, a business getting a delivery, knowing when it's coming, being able to see it on its way. But all of that only happens seamlessly when we can match the asset to the driver right at the get. So again, lots of challenges we could get into um, today. That's just 10 or so that I could think of um, that relate to our conversation uh, today. So big list. So I know that our listeners out there can relate to probably all of these things at one point or another. So when I think about digital payments, a world of opportunity sort of opens in my mind to solve for some of these challenges. So let's, let's dig in here, Matt. I think the first question is what the heck is a digital payment? What do we mean by that? So I'll have an expert answer that for us. Yeah, no, that's, it's a great first question. Cause you know, the term digital is thrown around there more than probably any of the buzzwords out there today, but um, really, when we say a digital payment, we mean, you know, a payment where there's no physical plastic card present, where all of the data that is, you know, contained within that physical plastic card is transmitted to the merchant digitally. So it's not being exposed to the driver. It's being securely transmitted to that point of sale. So you know, you're not swiping anything in, in a card reader that could have a skimming device on it. So the the transfer of that data in general is is much more secure. Um, and of course, there's, there's nothing to lose. So there's kind of two ways that we look at digital payments um, at, at CarIQ and, and how we're implementing them um, in the payment space. The, the first and, and the, the most innovative, uh, I think, is really the, the cloud-based payment. So that's you open up your app. You're at a fuel pump and you say, get fuel. You tell it what pump number you're at and it automatically unlocks that pump. So basically what, what's happening in the back end is, you know, we're, we're sending that payment information securely to that merchant. The merchant's getting it, processing it and, and opening up that pump um, for the drivers. And, and, you know, they don't have to see any of it. It's very simplistic. Um, the other way to do it is using tap to pay. So this is this is kind of uh, you know the, the latest and greatest with all the phones that we have now with either Apple Pay or Google Pay or or Samsung Pay. Um, so I love it. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where sometimes you forget it's there, 
Um, and then you do it again at, at, you know, at any of the, you know, merchants you go to and you're like, man, that was so easy. I, I almost forget that it's, you know, it's a possibility, but yeah, essentially you're just taking your phone out, um, or you can do it on a, on a physical card. They do have tap to pay, but, um, the control is there when you're using your phone and you're basically just putting it up to the little near field chip reader that's on, um, whatever the merchant you're at and, and it's unlocking the pump that way. So again, it's securely um, transmitting that payment information, the card number, et cetera, all that, all that stuff over to that point of sale. Um, uh, yeah. So that, that's, that's what we mean when we say digital payments. It's wild. Like you think about carrying cash right now, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I don't even, I need a pocket for my phone and that's kind of it. Right. It's just, I can almost go anywhere now with, with just myself, my phone, my car keys and that's about it, right? Yeah, I don't know how some of these, uh, you know, restaurants and stuff stay open with their kind of cash-only stuff right now because I never have cash on me. And if I, <laughs> I need to, it's a real problem. Yeah, absolutely. So good explanation. I think that is, um, you know, sounds sounds pretty easy, right? It sounds like, wow, this is, this is now. And we'll, we'll talk about how close we are later. But thinking about moving from, you know, physical to digital, um, it opens up a whole new ecosystem of products. We and I touched on that a little bit in when I talked about the challenges, but you know, kind of walk us through this from from your perspective. What are some of those things that we can access today? Ex, can expect to, you know, going forward here. Yeah. So I mean, the once you've gone digital, right? The first thing is you've now removed the plastic card. So. There's all kinds of benefits and enhancements there that we, we can talk about um, when we talk about kind of how this benefits fleets. But that's kind of what you're saying is there's there's no longer a plastic card. Everything starts with a data point and gets initiated by some digital device. Um, so the first thing that it opens up in the ecosystem is now you can directly integrate to these merchants, um, you know, via the cloud, right? So via an app, you can now pay for fuel, you can pay for parking, you can pay for maintenance, you can pay for EV charging. I mean, e the EV charging merchants, they kind of started digitally and mm -hmm. almost are working their way back and saying, oh, we should maybe add some actual point of sales to some of our charging stations. But and to that point, kind of though, there's, there's limitations, right? We know that, you know, I think about, oh, gosh, um, it's kind of scary. It's that range, range anxiety that we hear about when yeah. drivers are in an EV and they're like, am I going to and make it to my next, you know, stop is, gosh, I don't have a, a physical card. That probably feels a little weird. So we'll talk more, I think, in a little bit about how possible that really is. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think just this idea too, just, wow, my parking meter is about to run out. I know that when I'm in downtown Columbus, I can just from my phone, add time to my meter. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You're sitting inside wherever you're at and you get the little notification saying, hey, your time's about to expire compared to the old method where you're feeding the meter. You have to physically go out there, find some quarters that you didn't have. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> the it's cash that we don't carry anymore, remember? Yeah. Good luck doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, sure. I mean, that, that's 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 the first thing that you're opening up is, is now you have this sort of direct integration to these merchants. And that means that you can securely send the payment information over to them. And then you can get a receipt instantaneously too, right? You're getting a digital receipt with all the information about, about that payment. 
Um, the so now you've established sort of that that core piece that you kind of have this direct connection. You're controlling it via some interface, basically usually an app. Um, and now that you've got an app that's starting and controlling that payment, well, now you can do all kinds of other stuff with data because you have a mechanism to build off of. So that's where really, um, you know, the, the IntelliShifts of the world come in with all of their fleet data. Well, Car IQ integrates um, with that fleet data. And so we're using that data that's coming from the vehicles as part of the core of our payment process. So now you've created control. And that's everything that we're talking about. I think with maybe, you know, 60, 70, 80% of all the, the challenges you listed, those are challenges based off the desire for fleets to create control and the edge cases and limitations of the current products that out there, that, that the controls that they have. So really when you're adding vehicle data into this, um, now you've, you've created a lot more possibilities for kind of how that control can happen. Um, so essentially when I, when I think about when you add fleet data into the payment authorization process, what I mean there is if someone goes into their app and they say, I'm at this station, I want to get fuel. Well, how do we know that they're actually there? So we're worried about is the vehicle there? Because you're not really concerned if a, you're controlling a driver spend at the root of the problem, you want to make sure that you're controlling the vehicle spend and that the fuel is going into the vehicle. So if you take the root problem down to, to its actual root, it's, is the vehicle there at that fuel station? Yes. Okay. Then I'm going to actually unlock that fuel station. So there's a whole stack up of, you need to trust the data coming in. You need to trust the vehicle. You need to make sure that there's a payment account attached to that vehicle. And so that's the secret sauce of the car IQ digital payment platform that now that payments are digital, we can add a whole bunch of extra control using vehicle data that, that wasn't there before. Yeah, absolutely. When I think about like the fraud part of this, you know, um, there's so many interesting things that I've encountered in my time as a fleet leader, like, you know, the, the, the vehicle was there, um, but another vehicle was there and the fuel was actually being pumped into a different vehicle and not the fleet vehicle. What's beautiful about the integration of all the data is that vehicle can tell me, um, I'm at 8% fuel capacity. And while that transaction is taking place, if we're not seeing the capacity in that tank start to rise, you know, that's when we can identify in more real time, right? Yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. Because you, yeah, you've got that direct connection wrong. to the yeah. pump, which is going to give you a receipt the second, you know, that, that fuel pump uh, is rung up. And then you're going to have that vehicle data coming in the second the car started up. So. And you've got your kind of vehicle validation that'll come out afterwards. So you, you do still have it on the back end. First, you're going to reduce the fuel on the front end because the vehicle has to be there. So now you've reduced mm -hmm. your fraud window to a very, very tight scope. You also have the driver who has to have logged into the app. So he knows that, hey, I've got a you know login that's attached to my phone, my phone number. And I, the, the vehicle I selected is, is going to be, you know, I have an attached receipt to it. Prepared, right. <laughs> They're going to be very concerned about, you know, now that they know that all this data and, and everything's tied together, if they pull up their car and fill up their buddy's car, I mean, it's going to be relatively evident to them. They're going to see in their app, the receipt's going to come right through and, and 
there's going to be some some concern there for sure. Well, um, another really alert cool even be, the alert could even be visible like, whoa, there's there's a flag. Yeah. Um, it allows the driver to communicate with operations or operations to communicate with the driver. Um, again, in that more real-time scenario, which is always what we want is to address exactly. things as they're happening. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and essentially you're, you're moving from a world of trying to reconcile using two different systems, a payment system and a, you know, a, a telematics data system rather than having them combined in a single source that is utilizing the controls off of that and always starting a transaction with a vehicle in mind. So that reconciliation isn't there, but another cool thing that you can also do with the whole, now that you're in the digital space is, well, the second that vehicle goes to the pump, we know how much fuel is in that vehicle before it even tries to transact. So now we can dynamically uh, change that pre-off. So you can reduce your, your fraud window even more. So the vehicle's got to be there. Oh, and it only needs, you know, 50% of fuel. We know how many, how big the tank is from the vehicle data. Well, let's only pre-off for, you know, 60 bucks or 40 bucks, depending on what part of the nation and how expensive your fuel is. Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking about like, um, when I think about this day in the life of a driver, which um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about, lost sleep over it, you can imagine, is this idea when a driver just gets up in the morning, they open up their device that we've given them, we're telling them what needs to happen today. So you have six deliveries, bread deliveries today. And in between, we know you need an oil change, um, you're going to need fuel Based on where we routed you today, you're going to need fuel halfway through your day. And being able to integrate all this data and be very prescriptive. Again, it goes back to allowing the cab to be a just drive zone for safety purposes because we've thought of everything. And solutions like this can help us predict and schedule maintenance stops, the payments for those, the authorizations for those, as well as... Um, I mean, add in digital inspections and everything just, you know, got a lot better. But then even saying, I want them to go to these fuel stations um, because of en route or um, time or price or whatever, the type of fuel that they're going to be um, using, being able to prescribe um, and plan that driver's day better and better as we go using data and integration like this. Um, I think fleet leaders would rest easier knowing that this could be more planned and taking out some of those opportunities for drivers going off route or making decisions that are either financially harmful to the organization or could be physically harmful to the drivers. Being able to say, we don't want you to get fuel at this station. It's next to an intersection where the accident rate is three times um, where the station is down the street. I mean, there's just so many things to think about in the, in the data ecosystem out there um, to help us be safer and more efficient. So again, I get excited thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so just to kind of wrap up the, you know, where does the digital ecosystem take us? You know, the, the other cool things like, parking, for instance, you know, the vehicle's still there at a parking uh, lot. If it, you know, starts to um, get to its session time running out, well, you know, from a, a connected payments perspective, 
we know the vehicle GPS location. We know when that parking is going to run out because it was initiated from the app anyway, and it's, it's in our ecosystem. And so we can auto extend that that parking session. Um, and so now you're avoiding, you know, giving tickets um, for, for going over time. Um, you've got a whole new sort of solution now where anybody who needs a digitally uh, uh, issued payment credential can get that. So we're seeing some things in, in the gig economy world where there's companies that are moving vehicles from one place to the other um, for different fleet purposes and, and dealer purposes, et cetera. And they're saying, well, I've got a gig economy worker who uses my app who's moving these vehicles. They need to fill that vehicle up before they drop it off. How can we get them a, a payment method or a way to control their spend rather than just, you know, taking a picture of a receipt, hoping it went to that vehicle? So that's another way that now everything's digital. You can digitally issue them a credential. It doesn't have to be a plastic card. Don't have to ship it to them or anything. It's just an app that they see. They're automatically onboarded and they pull up to a pump and hit get fuel. You look at the vehicle data, make sure it's there. Um, and, and you've got that control. So, so it's opening up, you know, completely different new ecosystems. Um, of, of vehicle-based payments altogether. I mean, again, that, that's just, I think about all those challenges and um, great, great options. Um, again, just opens up a whole um, world of opportunity for safety and efficiency. But again, we've talked a lot about how this would help fleets, but let's just dig in a little deeper. Um, we've talked about, you know, eliminating the plastic card, um, you know, lost cards, swapping cards, sharing pins, um, entering odometers, all these things. I think there's that administration piece too, right? Um, fleets have fleet administrators who are spending ridiculous amounts of time um, doing all this back-end work um, associated with, with physical cards. So, I don't know. I'm sure you're hearing from some of your customers about, you know, maybe some happy stories around reducing, um, you know, time and inefficiencies. What have we missed in terms about in terms of how how this type of solution helps fleets? Yeah. So when I think about kind of the the stack up of, of the most important things, because there's there's a lot that you you start to get into, but. The first thing is going to be fraud, right? I mean, from from the market studies I've seen, you know, two to five percent of all fuel card spend is is fraud, and that's the the main concern is trying to control that, right? And so, the the usage of vehicle data as the authorizing factor for that payment is the most massive reduction you can make in, in reducing that fraud. Ensuring that the vehicle was there and then right after validating the fuel went in there, I mean, there's no tighter control um, that you're gonna get than, than that other than if there was some way to, you know, force feed fuel into a tank via some some digital way, which which doesn't, doesn't exist yet. Um, the other big thing really, like you said, administrative time, and there's, a lot of different ways you're going to save um, via administrative time when it comes to moving to you know to these digital app-based payments. Um, first of all, issuing the cards right every time you get a new asset. Well, you got to see how many cards you've got already. Maybe you need to shift one around. If you do need to shift one around, well, guess what? You need to go into your system. You need to take that plastic card, assign it to a new asset. Every single time that there is a 
manual human-based action involved, there's a potential for error. And in each one of those scenarios, there will be error. The percentage of that error is dependent on the action, but there is going to be an error that now has to be looked at. So with this system that's completely digital, you can take the data and the assets from your telematics. So everything you've already got, you know, each one of these assets already has a device plug in the telematics unit that's coming in to um, the, the digital payment based system. And you can have an automated onboarding flow. Hey, we've seen a new, a new vehicle, a new, a new device. Would you like to add that to your car IQ payment fleet? Yes. Okay. It's instantly issued a payment credential and it's instantly available in your app now. You don't have to order a new card. You don't have to assign that card. You don't have to get driver pins set up, you know, get it to a specific driver. Um, all of that is sort of managed, you know, in, in the cloud um, for you. And of course, you know, one of the biggest pieces that I've heard as far as heartache goes is really the the step of when a driver needs to, to enter all of those, the pins and odometer at the fuel pump. Again, that's for control, right? You're trying to make sure that the driver is who he says he is. You're trying to make sure that the odometer matches up so you can do some tracking as far as, you know, are they driving the right amount versus how much fuel is putting in there, et cetera. Um, and then managing the calls that you're going to get from, hey, I, I forgot my pin. I need to reset it, you know, all that stuff. The driver, all they need to do is log into their app. The login is based on their phone number with a one-time password, so they can't forget it. It's always going to come to them, and they're, they're logged in. Um, and then they just need to select the vehicle they're driving and hit unlock. If the vehicle is not there, it's not going to let them unlock it. So you've, you've reduced all of these problems. The odometer is automatically going to get attached to the, the receipt information that's coming in anyway because we're connected to the odometer value as well. So you've just kind of like massively <laughs> reduced all of those administrative problems kind of yep. overnight. And that's like administration for the driver. I mean, I just remember, and I know this is still true, um, I'd have fleet administer, administrators spending um, time answering the phone and an email inbox um, full of issues every day. And 60 to 70% of the issues coming in were all related to payments. Um, most, mostly fuel. Um, I ran a large fleet that drove, you know, upwards of 200 million miles a year. So you can imagine, um, the kind of activity that was happening on a day-to-day -day basis and a month to month basis with, with thousands of transactions and drivers and cards and pins. So, um, the time that the fleet administrator is spending just fielding all of that was, um, is for so many fleets, just, um, it's outrageous. You know, you think about all the things you could have those fleet administrators, um, do versus that, um, a lot more strategic, you know, in nature, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, none of it is value at time, right? It's, it's all right. time that is wasted based off of a, you know, a system that isn't optimized for the, the solution or the problem it's, it's trying to solve. Right. And, and I think that, we could dig into um, almost every aspect of fleet management, whether it be um, inspections, uh, maintenance, fuel, um, you know, life cycle, all this data and these solutions play really well together. And at what I always say, I think I've probably said this on every single podcast I've ever recorded is when you stack your tech, 
with safety in mind, everything else falls into place. So when you think about having, you know, um, telematics, AI video dash cams, apps and scorecards and dashboards and things for your for your drivers and for your um, operational leaders out in the field, um, adding something like this um, then is a lot easier because you're ready, right? So on that note, sounds like almost too good to be true. So how close are we um, to this being a reality for fleets? So, you know, talk on things like coverage, infrastructure, timing, data integration, cost ecosystem, just talk us through like where we are today. And then, you know, so our listeners can say, Hey, gosh, this could be possible for me in a certain period of time based on, you know, of course, how, how they manage their fleets, what type of assets they use, what type of business they have. But yeah, talk about how close we are. What's, what's happening today. Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. So, I mean, Obviously, with any new technology, coverage is an incremental um, and, a, and a, a rollout that, that needs to happen, and it's all based off the infrastructure. So when you talk about what infrastructure is really required for this kind of a product, um, there's, there's two main things that are the, the new key enablers that create the innovation here. One is the vehicle data, so getting the, the telematics data. The great thing there is that is widespread. I mean, any any fleet that is of any um, you know size and 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 has has the the, the control that that we're that, you know we're looking for definitely has uh, that data. So for us to get that data is is great, and that's why we we partnered you know with um, IntelliShift as well to to kind of be able to to easily access that data. Um, you know, at, at, at no added cost to to the fleet, which is which is perfect for us. So that piece is is very readily there. The other big piece for this is the merchant connection. So as you can expect, integrating to a large fuel provider through the cloud is no small feat. That is a um, a, a sizable integration. Um, the great news is, you know, from the CarQ perspective. We have made a lot of progress as far as our, our merchant acceptance. Um, you know, right now we've got Shell, Sunoco, Sinclair, come and go, already connected. And by the end of, of Q3, we've got um, over 10 new uh, fuel merchants that we're also going to be adding here that are uh, very sizable. Um, I mean, that's huge when you think about national fleets operating in like every zip code. You know, I, I think there were times that I remember... Um, drivers, they go to a pump where they'd have to go inside to pay still. I mean, we know that that exists yeah. you know, here in the U.S. There's um, sort of a wide variety of scenarios that a driver faces day to day as it relates to fueling, not as much in the maintenance network, but certainly for fuel. So it's good to hear that coverage is increasing, um, but I'm, I'm guessing there's still a lot of challenge in that Um area right yeah and it's it's um it's one of those things that that is just a progression over time so depending on what when you listen to this you know you know i'll, I'll have an even larger list for you you know in three months right <laughs> so it's one of those things where um the great news is the the, the providers we have and and you know within a, a few months this this larger list as well i mean you're talking forty thousand plus stations nationwide so we have nationwide coverage right now 
Um, and, and so it's that has sort of been our our, our big story, uh, I think, as as an organization is, is this ramp up uh, and, and getting to that merchant coverage. Um, so I think that's one of the things we're most excited about right now is, is to be able to offer such wide coverage for such a novel product um, right. that is using a completely different, um, you know, method of uh, fully digital acceptance. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. Yes, yeah, um, so closer than what I was even thinking, you know, you think if your vehicle can transmit data and your driver can utilize an app, you're there, right? Yep. <laughs> Just about, right? You got it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, sign up, the sign up process is, is, you know, the onboarding process is relatively simplistic of, you know, just obviously a credit application and then, um, you know, get us hooked up with your, your vehicle data, share the credentials and, and you're good to go. Um, as far as the, the rest of the ecosystem, right, we've talked about you know, at CarQ, we're not just focused around fuel. Obviously, fuel is, is number one priority for, right. for all fleets, but, um, you know, we, we, we've launched tolls as well. So you can sign up with the tolling program. So the whole goal is really one account for all your vehicle spend, right? We're going to hit up all these different merchant categories. Um, so you've just got one credit account to pay on. Um, you know, you don't have to manage a whole bunch of different, uh, different avenues here. So next we've got coming up is parking, maintenance, EV charging. So we've all got stuff in, in the pipeline right now being developed for that. Um, that, that should be coming out, um, if not by the end of this year, by, by early next year. So we've got Just a lot. Super of- exciting. Yeah. You know, tolls in and of itself, I swear I could do, um, I would put some people to sleep, but if you're a fleet manager, we can talk about toll programs all day long and how challenging they are. Um, and it all comes down to, you know, the right transponder in the asset, who's driving, where are they going? How do we make sure there's money there? So when they roll through the toll that, that, you know, we're not getting a ticket on the back end, um, mismatched, uh, you know, transponder and vehicle information. I, I feel like um, as things progress in this space, you know, as you've described it, the fleet manager's job gets a lot easier. <laughs> that always- yeah, I mean, and you hit it on the head with tolls, right? Because most of the tolling programs are, are prepaid. So, and it's an, a different program that the manager now has to, to do. So when it's all one credit program, they don't have to manage, you know, Car IQ takes care of the, the upfront stuff. We just bill them as the tolls come in. Um, and, and a really nice thing too about like transponder mismatches is, well, we're connected to the vehicle data. So if there's ever a dispute on, hey, I don't think this is my toll or something like that, very easy to, to reconcile yeah. because we can see the vehicle data as it moves through that tolling gantry and, and really verify that and um, kind of come to a, a much swifter conclusion um, than a, a typical program. Yeah, I, I feel like we should probably get together again here in a few months and say, okay, where are we now? You know, what's what's yeah. going on? I feel like this is going to be a fast moving, um, quick uptake, right, in, in our industry um, at least we hope so. I hope for the sanity of my my friends and colleagues out there in the fleet industry, um, but also just um, how far this can go, right? It, it touches every aspect of fleet management. So really fun stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll have to do this again um, in, not, in the not too distant future, considering Absolutely. yeah how quickly things are moving, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Matt, I, I've loved talking to you today. Um, thanks for sharing your knowledge and expertise with us. 
it's been really great having you with us for sure. Yeah, thanks so much, Eric. It's been awesome being on this and, and yeah. I'm happy to, to kind of share the the innovation here because, you know, as you can tell, I'm, I'm pretty excited about how, how different it is. And, and for me being a total tech nerd, I mean, the, the technology <laughs> is just cool to me. So I kind of, that's what gets me excited about it. Yeah, likewise, I think um, fleet managers, we have to wear so many hats, but tech nerd is one um, for sure. So we, we get, we're right there with you. Um, but to our fleet community, um, thanks for joining us today. Um, we hope that this gets you guys uh, excited about what's possible um, now and what's coming down the pike um, as it relates to the challenges that we've highlighted today and how this digital um, data and payment space kind of helps to alleviate some of our, our big headaches and challenges. And if you've enjoyed today's content, you know, certainly like, comment, subscribe to uh, straight talk on fleet wherever you find your favorite content but as we like to say on stof um until next time keep it real keep it safe for fleet's sake so thanks again matt and thanks guys for being with us mm -hmm.